Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Daily Drag. Uh-uh. Okay, sorry, y'all, the microphone was messing up here a little bit. All right, so the first thing I want to do before I start um, my episode here today is I want to give a shout-out to Elite Men's Grooming, okay? So, like, when I first started my podcast, I, like, not vowed, because <laughs> vowed is a crap word, but... I said that one of the things I was going to do was highlight um, black businesses. And so I've kind of slacked up on that a little bit as time has gone on. Things have gotten busy. New job, new internship, new school year. But a new um, black business that I have just been put on to, thank you, Elliot Kelly Jr., is Elite Men's Barbering. And I'm um, grooming, not barbering. And I've been using that stuff. I bought the pack that he has because he um has beard stuff he has wave stuff and i bought the pack for the beard and i bought the wave stuff and let me tell y'all my beard has never looked any better so (laughs) if you could go check him out on instagram it's elite men's grooming so yeah so today we're gonna start our presidential episode okay and so i have two new uh guests with me here and i'm gonna go ahead and let y'all introduce yourselves Oh, uh, just like your name, like, you know, classification, what you are in school, like what you do in school and everything like that. Sounds good. Um, so I'm a sophomore here. I study English, political science, and French. Some of the things I'm involved in here on campus, I am currently a senator for the College of Arts and Sciences, um, and I also am the chair of the Appropriations Committee for the Student Government Asso- Association, so kind of like spearheading, allocating like the $1.5 million budget for the Student Government Ooh, Association. Oh, God. Okay. All right, now. All right. That's right. Um, <laughs> I'm also... Um, Talk your shit, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also involved in some other things. I am a student success ambassador for freshman students. I'm a cardinal guide. Um, I'm involved in green initiatives. Um, Raise Red as a team leader. Um, yeah, that's pretty much the big things. You are better than me for being a Raise Red team leader. I did Raise Red one year. And y'all, I have never, ever, ever slept for 24 hours straight, except <laughs> after that. <laughs> Standing for 18 hours will leave it for you. Oh, my God. Sure. Honestly. <laughs> All right, so I guess I'll go next. Um, my name is Brandon Thomas McLean. Um, you pro- if you're listening to this, you probably hopefully already know me, but if you don't, welcome. Um, <laughs> I am a junior political science major at UofL. Um, but a focus in pu- law and public policy, but I want nothing to do with my degree anymore. Uh, I, I understand that because I am. Passion. Um, yeah. I'm I, also a political yeah. science major, and <laughs> yeah, yeah. I tell people all the time, it's 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 a degree of professional bullshitting and how it Oof. affects okay. society. Um, but I actually want to go into higher education, so potentially one day be a dean of students. Um, mm. But, you know, knock on wood. Shout out to Alyssa Milan bits. That's right. That's <laughs> <girl>. <laughs> um, and I am currently running for student body president. Um, if you know me again, you know I'm involved with a lot of things. Uh, that may range for um, our local NAACP chapter. That may range. Uh, I was also a student success ambassador last year. I was also um, freshman lead service director for ELSB last year. Um, this year, however, I've done a lot of crazy things I never imagined I would do. 
um, being SGA's director of outreach, um, so being able to talk to so many fantastic people about so many fantastic things, um, actually founded the Student Organization Advisory Board, SOAB, which is the newest branch of SGA. Um, so I, that's my sort of my keystone baby for this year. Mm-hmm. And then at the same time, also being, you know, serving for CBC and making sure that everyone's getting their money. Um, on top of being a member of Alpha Alpha Fraternity Incorporated, um, one 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 nine. I'm gonna that one of y'all say it. Okay. Say it the crowd. All right. Okay. That's <laughs> enough. <laughs> but it's nothing else to me. <laughs> so wait a minute. Okay, before we go into the episode, because I had no clue about SOAB. Um, so why don't you tell the people a little bit about that one? Cause I, I, if I'm not mistaken, I've seen that on Instagram, yes. but I didn't know about it. Okay. Okay. So, fantastic. Okay. It's my okay. first media conversation about this actually. Um, so the student organization advisory board, SOAB is a branch of organi- a branch of SGA that's completely dedicated towards student involvement in student organizations. Um, it's been in existence for a long time, but it's just been sort of that small committee underneath student body president. And I felt like when I got the job as director of outreach is that that organization could have received a lot more love and care. Um, so I sort of dedicated my entire year towards making sure it got all the love and care it deserved. Um, since we now have well over 500 organizations versus the 450 we started out with at the beginning of this year, um, it shows that students who are involved are way more likely to stay here. And for all you who love paying low tuition rates, we all need people to stay here. Um, and I think well, then we need to have as many people here as possible. That's right. So, so <laughs> stay. <laughs> um, so what we do, uh, we're actually housed in the Red Barn, unlike all the other branches of SG or the Student Involvement Office. It's a brand new suite. Um, it's where the old LGBTQ center is. Um, we actually have a door cover. Um, it's that red and black door on the other side of the double doors leading into the Red Barn. I encourage everyone to go in there one time. Um, there's lockers for RSOs to hold their supplies in there for events. Um, there's conference spaces, a, a small little um, computer lab, um, couches. It's a very, very chill place. It's more like a mini library, if anything. Um, and I would really encourage everyone to use it. But the organization itself is just completely dedicated to making sure the student organizations are getting what they deserve. Um, I think the most important part of SGA and student involvement in general is that we're taking care of our students and that we're providing them whatever tools they need to succeed. Yeah, so we really happy for that. Okay. Okay, I like that. I'm going to have to go check y'all out. All right. So, why don't you tell the – why don't you guys – I'll let you guys do most of the talking. Why don't you guys <laughs> – tell? they hear me talk all the time. Why don't you guys tell the audience why you guys are here today? Okay. Um, we're here today to – Campaign. Um, we're okay. here to um, share our message. Um, that way you all, all of you fantastic listeners out here, can sort of have a better understanding of, A, who we are, um, understand your community a little bit better, and sort of the inner workings of this university, where things are going right, where things are going wrong, and where we can look to improve upon things. Um, overall, you know, just I just want you all to listen. Um, and... They're running for SGA president and vice president, oh, by, the yeah, way. by the way. Yeah. That's, that's what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. But uh, that was a very good and presidential answer. Uh, thank but you. that's what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, so why I'm running for student vice president um, is because my three, my two and a half years at this point here at time at UofL, um, I've gotten to see a lot of things. I've gotten to meet a lot of people. Um, but I think at the same time, the university fails 
that's university. Um, university fails at a lot of things, but I think also students fail to see a lot of things. Mm. I think students fail to see each other. I think students fail to recognize their own flaws. And I think we're so quick to point the fingers at administration that we want you to fix our problems, when in hindsight, some of these problems are things we can probably fix in on our own. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that so what something I'm going to base a heavy part of my campaign about, a heavy part of my presidency, if I'm so lucky, is that I'm going to make sure that students understand that they have power and we don't necessarily always have to go to faculty and administrators for everything. Of course, it's some things. But there's some certain cosmetic things like our culture in SGA um, that needs to be changed drastically. Oh, because I was on SGA for for some of you who didn't know. I think it was like two, three years ago, and it's a lot. It's it, it's a lot of nonsense. <laughs> it's, it's a lot. Like everyone wants to say, oh, it's it's so cool to be on SGA. Yeah, it's cool. It's a lot of work, and if you don't have a passion for the work. You're going to get burnt out so quickly. And I did not have a passion for the work. So. Yeah. And there's not enough people going after those positions because people are just aren't hearing about it. Mm-hmm. You know? um, no one knows, but a lot of people don't know. But these positions are actually paid. They're the one of the very few positions that are actually paid on this campus. Um, so mm-hmm. apply, please. Yeah. So, Lexi, what about you? Like, why, why are you running? After um, being involved with like task force freshman my freshman year, kind of seeing like student government from that lens, and then being a senator this year, I think that I've noticed that there needs to be like a greater um, voice heard on student government associations, like bodies, and I think that's something that I'm definitely like driven to change. I think a lot of times people get frustrated because they feel like they can't make the changes that they want to see on campus and I think that's because um, a lot of the times the Student Government Association isn't the best about being super open and welcoming to a lot of students or like at least appearing that way so something that I've always wanted to change is just making it in general more accessible for people um, because that's what we're here for after all Mm -hmm. and it just kind of frustrates me that there's a lot of issues on campus that aren't being addressed and a lot of times even people involved in student government might not know about them Mm -hmm. Um, so just kind of like making it more of geared towards what it's supposed to be like Mm -hmm. serving students and hearing their voices which might sound like a typical answer, but like I, no. you know what I mean. As long as there's positive um, and good intent yeah. behind it, you know, there's nothing wrong with that statement. It's the problem. <laughs> the problem comes in when people say it and then have no real mm-hmm. um, intention upon following up on that. Um, okay, okay. So how did you guys meet? So we met last year. Um, we were actually, I was a student success ambassador for those who don't know. It used to be the old reach program. Um, and you have your freshmen, you mentored them. Um, and I was lucky enough to have a group of really fantastic honor students. Um, all who were doing phenomenal things, honestly. I had the best crop of kids, not kids, young adults I could possibly have. And Lexi was actually one of them. Um, so I got, we emailed a little bit over the summertime, um, after orientation going into the school year, I would give her annoying emails throughout the year. <laughs> um, just because I, I was prompted emails. I think one year I wrote them a poem, uh, or one email was a poem, um, and then no one responded to the poem. So the week after that, I did an obituary. 
Just talking about how he was responding to an my obituary? Yeah, because I was hoping to get some responses. Oh, oh, like, yeah. like I okay. Not to get a response. But no, uh, Lexi was always that's creative. I like that. Thank you. Thank you. I, I got an award for that actually. Yeah. Um, but Lexi was always one of the ones who were always on top of emails, always asking me for questions, um, just always being available mm-hmm. and wanting to for me to be available with her. So that's sort of how we met, you know. So after that, just sort of branched out. She did everything. I did my thing. Okay, okay. So how did you guys go from, you know, just knowing each other and, um, you know, you being her mentor to you two deciding to work together? Um, that. Uh, I've made the decision to run um, a while, a couple, a few months ago. I want to say October, November-ish. Um, but you know, the trip, the traditional campaign, you always have someone you're running with, your running mate. Um, mm-hmm. And I was sort of looking around, and I was just, you know, thinking to myself, who is someone who a I can identify with, mm-hmm. who is someone who I can talk to you, just have a cordial conversation with you, mm-hmm. kind of just go hang out with. Um, overall, just someone who shares my core values. And there's a lot of people who I, who came to my mind, but there was only one person I really wanted to stick to, and that was Lexi. Um, okay. So, I mean, I was firm in that belief, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And I approached her, and bada boom, bada bing, here we are. You know, it's crazy. So, Lexi, when you first got approached, did you know, like, okay, I'm going to do this, or did you, like, have to think about it? It was pretty much, I was like, this is the best thing for me, because Mm -hmm. first of all, um, I always knew that I wanted to do something within SGA, like more Mm -hmm. administratively, because like, I feel like that's the only way you can kind of establish the changes I'm wanting to see. Yes. Um, But then, Brandon and I have such core values that align so well, um, and he was the only other person that I could think of that would have that, Mm -hmm. and so I was, why do it by yourself when you have someone with the same vision to help you out and hold you accountable along the way? So, it was kind of a no-brainer for me. Okay. Okay. So, what aside from like working, um, wanting to work together? Why did you individually like want to work, run a run as SJ president, um, and SJ vice president, and not like I don't know something else? So for me, executive vice president really focuses on kind of. Um, diversity aspects, also athletics, and that's something I'm trying to go in as a greater understanding of like issues involving athletics. Mm-hmm. Um, but executive vice president revolves around mostly diversity, and then um, working within SGA, kind of like being a liaison between the different things going on there, and specifically spearheading like student senate in a lot of ways. Okay. Um, so for me, I felt like that's where I could best put myself to work and make the changes. Um, and I have a lot of ideas. I don't know if we're discussing those ideas later. But oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, we are. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, uh. <laughs> so those are two things that I'm really passionate about. And two things that I think, well, three things that I think I can really put my mind to, to kind of shift the culture that we're both talking about changing mm-hmm. within SGA, making it more accessible and making it more transparent and making it more of something that's actually for the students, mm-hmm. like I said before. And I felt like those were the avenues in which I would best be able to do that. Okay. Um, and I'm running for president because, um, sort of like I went on that short little ramble, my bad, by the way. Um, but I feel like. Uh uh-uh, uh, you fine. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell. You don't even want to know how many episodes me and Alyssa have just sat there and oh, gone I'm on tangents. You good. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm, I see. 
my job specifically is sort of the entire university as a whole. I work with the board of trustees a whole lot more, um, serving as an official member of the board of trustees, which is a fantastic thing to do. Um, but on top of, you know, sure, my, my responsibilities with the board of trustees, it's, it's important for sure, but I see where my heart is, is right now with students and making sure that students are being taken care of. Um, all of the administrative stuff is cool, but I just need to know for sure that I can come into office day one and know that every day I'm at that desk, every day I'm in a meeting, mm -hmm. I can do change, positive change for students immediately. Um, mm -hmm. I think a big part of what we look at at SGA is, you know, the big talk is strategic plans, you know, 2025, 2030, or 2030, 2040, that's great. Um, but there are students right now who are graduating this year. There are students who are graduating this semester. There are students who are graduating in the summer. There are students who are coming here and have no idea what's going on. Mm -hmm. There are students who will graduate and never hear about SGA. There are students who will never understand what it means to be an SGA and never go to an ELSP, SAB event, SOAB event, whatever you call it, that will never be associated with, S with SGA. But that does not mean that SGA should not find a way to make their day better mm -hmm. as a student, um, whether that may be um, finding internships, may that be helping out our commuter students, whatever it may be. Um, but I'm just dedicated towards making our students' average day better. Okay. Okay. Listen, if you can make my average day better. <laughs> okay, so let's get into the act like you guys actual like campaign. So do you guys have like a specific thing that y'all are standing on? Do you have what's your platform? That that's my question. Okay, so I think we both like have a general idea of creating a new vision for SGA in general. That's mm -hmm. kind of, if we had a slogan, it would be new mm -hmm. vision. That's what you're going to see on all of our stuff. But all right, now new vision. <laughs> that'll, be the, that'll be the title of this episode, <laughs> new right. vision. I'm glad you said that. <laughs> <laughs> but that's definitely something we're standing by because we do just really want to kind of come in, shake things around, and make things different because mm -hmm. I think people want to see something different from SGA. And we want to provide that. And then we each specifically have our own platforms. So mine, first of all, is just kind of facilitating and more welcoming and friendly SGA environment. Okay. And that goes between all the branches, making those connected within themselves, but also just making and encouraging more people from different backgrounds and people who wouldn't typically go out of their way to get involved with student government who maybe think that they don't belong within student government or don't have a passion for that. Kind of like encouraging them to see themselves in the shoes anywhere in SGA, whether that be as a student senator or working in ELSB or SAB or anything like that. I think just like encouraging more people to get involved and making them feel welcome when they choose to do so. Okay. Um, also, my one of my main focuses is kind of establishing more clear-cut avenues for students who maybe not necessarily want to get involved but who want to see change through SGA for them to find those people to do that because I think a lot of times the people in SGA maybe seem closed off it seems like an exclusive group it doesn't seem like someone who's easily approachable yeah. um, I know Brandon and I are both interested in maybe creating mandatory office hours for people involved in SGA so you have a place to go when you want to see something um, also, we really want to have a forum for people mm -hmm. to come to um, and discuss issues and making that at least monthly. Um, okay. And we want people to actually have manageable ways and avenues to come and get involved in things. Um, and with that, I also like, once again, reaching out to people. And I think another big thing is um, oftentimes students don't get involved with SGA because they feel like they don't have the support or the backing 
I mean, let's be honest, a lot of times SGA comes off to people as something that you have to like know a lot of people to mm-hmm. do. Amen. Um, yeah. And that's not fair to people who have great ideas and maybe don't know a ton of people on campus. Right. Um, so kind of empowering people by gearing the focus of student government away from just like the person themselves, but also emphasizing their ideas, mm-hmm. um, making that something that we focus on more. Um, and then I'm also very passionate about sustainability issues, so I really want to kind of like bolster doing some more sustainable practices on campus. Okay. Um, I have like several different ideas for that. Um, but those are some of my main ideas. Um, my platform, and I, that's what I love so much about being about running for student by president, is that my job literally encompasses everything from diversity, SGA related, um, academics and services. I can literally talk about whatever I want. Um, but like I said earlier with commuter students, um, something that is very, very funny about our campus is that a lot of our students are commuters. Or a lot of them, even yeah. If, mm-hmm. Even if you live at the province or um, Ooh, the retreat, and they're somewhat affiliated par- properties, you're still seen by the university as a commuter. Um, but at the same time, there are very, very limited resources past your horrible meal plan <laughs> for commuters. Because, like, listen, our meal plan is crap. It's crap. It's crap. Like, I'm, I live here on campus. What is my meal plan doing for me? I'm one meal every three days. If I'm lucky, I, I'm probably going to run out by the end of this month. Oh, I'm, I live at the clubhouse, which, if you all don't know, is student-affiliated. I'm down to $45. Right. So I want to look at, you know, how can we help out our students who are living in these affiliated pro- or properties or properties that are in the vicinity of U of L mm-hmm. to where I'm not going back to my mom's house. I'm going to my apartment that's over here where I'm paying six, seven hundred dollars. <laughs> Some of y'all paying eight, nine hundred dollars of rent. You know, that way I'm not happy. Sure, I can cook at home, but maybe I'm a student who's constantly here because why I'm involved and I don't want to cook um, or I don't have time to cook. Honestly, I have. Yeah, you'd be surprised how many pounds of beef I have in my freezer. But I also want to look at, you know, a lot of other universities, they have a grad assistant or they have an advisor specifically tailored towards commuter students. We don't have that here. Well, we do, but it's Julia, Julia Nimbo, but she serves so many other things. Like she is the go-to contact for every organization on campus. That's what I was just you about to say. emails every week. I was about to say, I worked with her when I was on SGA and had no clue that she was the, I didn't think we had a commuter advisor. She does like 20 jobs. That woman is by far the most overworked person at this universe. I love Julie. Julie, in case you're going to listen to this, I love you, by the way. Um, (laughs) But she's just doing so much. Um, And I want to look at, you know, how do we get commuters, A, involved on campus, um, in terms of, you know, how do we get them at our events in that way? They're not just going to the stadium, get on the tarp, coming here for the classes and then leaving. You know, you're part of this university. You're paying student fees. You're paying for all these services. Use mm-hmm. um, and we want to make sure that you have a reason to use them. Um, I also want to look at, just like Lexi said, diversity initiatives within SGA. I think I'm a fantastic part. I, I didn't take the traditional route. I was going to a senator. Um, but I was a part of the OSB, like I said. I was a part of ex- SGA's executive. I am part of SGA's executive staff, and I'm also the executive director for SOFB. So I've served in three of the four branches of SGA. Um, and sort of what I've been able to tell by far is that there's a major lack of diversity. Um, a major, major lack of diversity. Now it's gotten better. 
But by better, I mean one or two people at a time. And it's ridiculous. Like, I think last year when I was on ELSP, there was only a handful of students of color, um, especially black students. This is what I will say to that. <laughs> this is what I will say to that. Um, I I can't say because because I am older. Um, I've been here for a hundred years, y'all. Hopefully, one day I'll leave. But um, because I am older, I can't say anything about the current state of SAB and ELSB because I don't know. In terms of diversity, I don't know what's going on. But this is what I will say. At one point in time, the year that I was on SJ, that SAB, now ELSB has, from what I've seen, since I've been here at least, that's the only period of time I can speak for. ELSB has always had an issue with diversity, always. But SAB, at the time that I was on SJ, was overrun with diversity that's what i'll say like it was very colorful at one point in time but we were basically run out of there basically it was one of them it was one of those things where different rules were put in place and people in certain positions of power were trying to be pushed out because they were allowing um, and encouraging and succeeding at this place being, you know, diverse and SAB being diverse and not only with diverse with people, but diverse with ideas. And they tried their best to push her out. They tried their best to fire her. And so, I mean, at the time she was just a GA. So um, and she's gone now from the university. But, you know, she was getting ready to graduate anyway. So it was like, well, whatever. I'm, I'm getting ready to leave anyway. But. They will run out And so the horror stories Of the things that were said and done I know like trickled down And I think that that Had a lot to do with Today's current state of diversity It's a shame to where You're now in a situation where Your majority of your people of color Are serving as equality and justice Mm -hmm. Diversity initiatives Which is important for us to serve in Yeah, But it's not just what we are Mm -hmm. Of course not um, and I think it's also important that programs like Freshman Lean Task Force Freshman, I was, like I said earlier, I was the service director for Freshman Lean um, last year. And you're looking at 75 freshmen where you're giving them leadership opportunities, you're giving them mentors in SGA. Mm-hmm. Those students, before, before last year, in my opinion, mm-hmm. um, when I just looked at the pictures, did not reflect the university at large. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I got that position last year, I made sure. Why is it that we're hiring everyone who was in the same sorority? Yeah. Why are we hiring everyone who just crossed the same fraternity? Right. That's ridiculous. We got students from across the university. We had a pool of over. We broke records in terms of of applicants last year. Mm-hmm. Broke records, two hundred fifty. I'm telling you that that pool is so diverse, and mm-hmm. I, I I applaud the directors of it this year. They've done the exact same thing. You gotta get these students opportunities. You get right. these students opportunities, they're gonna give some other students opportunities, and they're gonna get those positions of power to make the influence. That's how you change things. Um, right. I also just want to look at, um, just holistically, just the student experience, like I said. Um, I wanna give SGA an actual advisor. For those of you who don't know, Dean Martis is, is the advisor for SGA. <coughs> he is a very, very busy man. Um, and I think if you're gonna give power to students, um, 
so much power. They need someone who's going to be in that office with her on a daily basis holding right. them accountable. Um, I'm telling you, some of these positions are being paid a lot of money, and there's a lot of responsibility on these students' shoulders for them to sort of figure it out on their own until they ask for help. Um, it's an issue, you know. You want your students to sort of look out there and know that there's someone who, who's looking out for them. Like all of our students at the culture center, they know they got Leandra, they know they got Brandon. All the students who are in ELSB, they know they got Kathy Meyer. All the student, like every organization has an advisor that's with them on a daily basis. Yeah. SGA doesn't have that, and so I find it crazy, honestly. So, what would you say? What's one main goal? for the both of y'all that you would like to achieve um, if you do get voted in as president and vice president? I would say my main goal is to make sure that this incoming class of freshmen have a full understanding of SGA and what they can do in SGA. Um, something I've, I'm so happy about and it's exhausted me beyond belief the last two freshmen, I have not missed a freshman orientation in the last two years. Okay. All the sessions, I've been either A, in the student involvement sections, or outbreaks, or breakout sessions, talking about student involvement, talking about engaged mm-hmm. in the new system, talking about my position with freshman lead or um, director of outreach, or going to the night sessions where I'm just tabling for one of the 20-some-odd organizations I'm part of, or the organizations I'm affiliated with that I feel confident enough to table for. Mm-hmm. Um but I just want these these freshmen to know that there's opportunities for them. Okay. Um, and I want these sophomores here, right, the freshmen now and the sophomores now, to know that there's change and they can be that change. Um, so I just want to let them know that. And if, as soon as they know that, I know I've done my job already. Okay. Lexi? I think something that we're really focusing on in unit mm-hmm. is definitely the transparency aspect of student government. I think that's something we've both spent a lot of our time talking about that we want to see change in. Um, and as I kind of mentioned early, earlier, we have plans to do that mm-hmm. to ensure that students find us more accessible um, and easier to talk to and know that we're like a friendly face as opposed to someone that's like hidden away in an office somewhere in the right. staff that they don't know where it is. <laughs> you know what I mean? What a light that's always off. Yeah. <laughs> so um, just kind of ensuring that we are doing our job and being representatives of the student body mm-hmm. and actually representing mm-hmm. them. Okay. Okay, y'all. See, all, all right now. <laughs> so as as president and vice president, what is – well, actually, before I ask this question, I'll ask my second question, and I'll reverse the order. Knowing about the incident that just happened – on campus and for those of you who don't know basically what happened was um and if i'm wrong please correct me but basically what from what i read and everything there was a man who was not a student here who came um into a class and oh he is a student okay well he came into a class and was handing out anti-lgbtq propaganda and if I'm not mistaken, he was asked to leave the first time and then came back again to the same class. And I think like the next time they met. And so the first time I heard about it was 
on Instagram through Dr. Ricky Jones. Yes. And so then, <laughs> maybe like a day or so later, that's when I got the email and everything. So I am in no position to say what was right and what was wrong, um, what was handled correctly and what was not handled correctly during that situation. But what I will ask you as president and vice president is, one, how would you have handled the situation? And then two, how would you have done things differently with the situation? Um, I would say to, first off, I would, my heart goes to all those who are affected in that class and all the members of the LGBTQ plus community at, at the university. Um, I find it appalling that anyone would have done something like that. And he said he, he was a calling for God to do that. And um, I just, I just don't believe that, that that's real. Um, I think the response from SGA and Lexington can correct me because Senate's acted on this um, is completely denounce it. And I think um, the best thing we can do as SGA as, as a holistic body is denounce that activity and say there's just no place at this university for it. Um, and if I was president in this scenario, I would strongly advocate for what the harshest punishments I could possibly find um, outside of expulsion. Um, just because a student does have a right to free speech, I understand that may not be a popular opinion. Um, but I think, and I went to Dr. Ricky Jones's conversation yesterday in Strickler, and it was mm-hmm. phenomenal. Oh, phenomenal. I didn't even know he. Conversation. I didn't even know he had a conversation. Oh yeah, it was a. Uh, it was about an hour and a half long. It was, it was okay. a phenomenal conversation. Um, but that student was not just speaking his views; he was harassing the students. He was harassing mm-hmm. Dr. Story. Um, mm-hmm. And that just can't be tolerated, you know. It's one. Oh, it was Dr. Like Story's class. Oh, it was Dr. Like Story's class. Oh, I'm surprised she did not get that. Oh, I'm surprised. <laughs> um, I, but I encourage you all to find the videos. Um, I know I posted something about it on my personal page, uh, but I'm sure there's a full video that'll be released soon. Um, but it, it's just a, it's it's a disgrace that that happened. That student should be gone, not because he said or did those things, but the fact that he harassed students, disrupted class time. Um, those are the type of things that are against the student code of conduct. Um, and that it's just inexcusable behavior. Lexi, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, well, as Brian kind of said, like a resolution was passed like, in Senate, kind of like denouncing, standing together to denounce yeah. the action as a whole. And I'd like to give specifically one senator who did that his mm-hmm. name is Jalen Cooper he did a fantastic job of like dealing with that he actually brought in students from that class to stand with him that way okay. they could be heard and I think that is what SGA should be like yeah. his actions right there were like what we should be seeing um, bringing people who are affected and hearing their voices yeah. um, but honestly like if I were in the position um, of executive vice president when that happened first of all I would be very quick to make a statement about it yeah. because I think it's, a per- it's important to stand by people of that community. Yeah. Um, but also I'd really focus on ensuring that the people affected in that community on campus feels fully supported by the Student Government Association um, and working to quickly deal with administrators to ensure that they know how students feel about it. Yeah. Um, because I think that had both of those things happen, um, it could have been perhaps address in like a quicker fashion mm-hmm. which I think a lot of people feel like it should have been so yeah and I think that's I'm sorry for cutting you off no, you're good. Um, 
I have not talked to too many people about it, mm-hmm. but the cup, the handful of people that I did talk to about it, that was the issue. Was that nobody, unless you were in the class and heard through word of mouth, we didn't hear from the university, and that's been an issue like in the past as well about different things, including like stuff with like safety. Is it's like stuff will happen, and we'll hear it through word of mouth, but the university will put out something two days later. And then we're like, well, <laughs> we already knew about it now. Done. Yeah. Well, and my thing is, um, because kind of like you said, I didn't hear about it until I arrived to Senate mm. and someone told me. Yeah. Um, and I was awestruck by that um, because I was like, how have how has there not been something official? Yeah. And I'll say that I'm a, like I said before, I'm a cardinal guy. Mm-hmm. And something we say on tours is we're the most um, LGBTQ friendly campus in yeah, the South. Yeah. And if we're mm-hmm. gonna say that, then we need to ensure that those students feel like they are safe here. Right. And when you take a super long time to act on something like that, like that, um, yeah, you kind of don't deserve those bragging rights. Mm-hmm. If you know what I mean. I completely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that's um. It's funny that you said that because I know that when that situation happened, if I'm not mistaken, and correct me if I'm wrong, in Threckled last year, I think it was last year, where like um, racial slurs were like oh, painted yeah. on the wall, basically. Um, and so the response time was not fast at all. And like I, like with like similar to this situation, um, people kind of found out the word of mouth first and then like found out about everything. And I, I don't know if they ever found out who did it or anything like that. I would have to do my research on that. But I know that that's one of the issues that a lot of people have with, Oh, you know, we say, well, we're the most diverse school in Kentucky. Da, 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 but, but I feel like we do this every year. Like I feel like there's always one thing there that is. challenges every <laughs> There year. is. And it brings the entire university together. We talk about diversity. We talk about the most diverse school in the South. We take care of our students, things like that, um, which is great. But Dr. Jones mentioned a great point. I'm a paraphrase. I'm gonna use my own analogy because um, it just sticks with me. Um, but like the, I use the analogy that the University of Louisville is the smartest kindergartner in the class. It's cool. But how far does that really get you in life? Ah, okay, okay. But yeah, yeah, makes sense. yeah. Because when I was about to say, because when you said yeah. that, I was like, oh. Like, yeah. <laughs> you gotta look at the schools that we're, be, we're comparing ourselves to. You look at Alabama, you look at Georgia, you look at Miami, you look at EKU, you look at UK. Yeah. Is that what we're matching ourselves up to? Right. Like, come on now. Yeah. And if we want to really be compared. It'd be more accurate to compare ourselves with the other ACC schools like a Duke, a Clemson. Yes. Those other schools where they're doing far more in terms of diversity. Our region sucks. We all know that. The South sucks. Hold up. (laughs) (laughs) Hold up. I mean, there's exceptions. (laughs) There's exceptions. But yeah, 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 yeah. No, I get what you're saying. But in terms of diversity, no one says, oh, I I love the South. So they care about diversity down there. Oh, yeah, no. No, 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 no. You don't go to University of Alabama and be like, oh, I'm going for the diversity. <laughs> no, no one says that. Um, roll Tide, by the way. Right, go Roll ahead. Tide, yeah. LSU fan, though, that's all right. Oh, um, my God. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's just so important that, you know, 
you show that diversity actually matters to university and not just times where it's critical and that you need to sort of do some PR work. Yeah. Because I feel like I applaud Arts and Sciences interim dean. He's done a fantastic job. But there's only so many emails that can be sent out about the situation. So many updates. Ben Cooley sent out updates. Yeah, I saw that. Departments have sent out updates. Like, there's there's so much you can do. I get. I can read as many emails as you want. But I need to see change. I'm glad you read the emails. Because <laughs> I mean, I, I'm, yeah. I'm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at this point, there's no point in reading the, the second right. email about this. We are we got the facts. Nothing's happening. Yeah. So. I guess this is another opportunity for the university to kick something underneath the rug and keep it moving. Well, you know, we will see what happens. I don't know. But as far as you guys campaign, you guys got my vote. I, I, listen, I'm here for y'all. Uh, <laughs> so when, um, when, like, go ahead and let the audience know, like, when y'all, like, not dates. Well, if you got dates, like dates. And then, like, social media and stuff like that so they can follow you guys and, they, you know, they can read you guys' platforms and stuff like that. So, the most important dates to remember are um, February 19th, which is when the candidate forum mm-hmm. is going to be. So, that's, like, the main chance that you get to come see all of the candidates actually debate issues and ask the questions that you want answers to from the candidates. And I believe that's at 6. Yep. And it's in Bingham Humanities in the auditorium. Who's who's doing that? Um, so that's put on by the actual Supreme Court. Oh, okay. But it, it's just where all the candidates come together yeah. for all the positions to discuss. Um, voting, which is also the most probably the most yeah. important day. Mm-hmm. Um, you Car. Sh- yeah. You check your card mail, um, and that's February 24th to 27th, I believe. 27th to the 29th. 27th to the 29th? I believe. Take that. Um, but if you check your card mail, you'll get an email about that. You'll just click a link that will take you right to the voting. Um, and if you, for all of you listeners, if you're part of any student organization, you would love to have us come in your meetings. Um, me and Lexi are more than happy to do our rounds when we can. Um, just the, just beyond this conversation, we just want to have as many conversations with as many people as we possibly can. That way we can share our message, hear y'all's messages. Um, that way we can hopefully make some change on this campus. Um, there's a lot of things like we all said. Um, that need to change, and that only happens through communication. Um, so yeah. Okay. All right. Well, thank you guys for coming. Um, when I put this episode up, I will be tagging them, so anybody listening can go to their pages and see all about them. And so, hopefully, good luck to you guys. And thank you guys again for coming. And thank you guys for listening. I will catch you guys next time.